Shalom Ubracha, we are up to Mayat Koton Daf Chof Aleph. Today's Daf talks about an Avel tearing Kriya while standing. Then it lists, goes through the different Isure Avelos. By learning Torah during Avelos, wearing Tefillin, She'elah Shalom, and a few other ones thrown in, in the mix. But we start off with a story about Amemar, who was sitting Shiva for his grandson. He tore a Korea. Then his son came, and when his son arrived, he tore a Korea again. But then he thought that he had torn Korea while sitting down, so he stood up and tore a Korea a third time. So Ravashi says, well, who says you have to tear a Korea while standing? So he said, well, there's a puzzle we learned from Eiv. The Gemara ends up bringing a second uh, source for tearing Korea while standing. But the first one is that Eiv was standing when he tore a Korea. Vayakum Eiv, Vayikra, Es Mele. He stood up first. The Gemara says, if you're going to learn out every detail from the Psukim, halacha lamaisa, then when it comes to Yibum, it says, Omad, that the person who's doing Yibum uh, stands up. So it would seem that by Yibum, the Miyabim would have to be standing as well. When we learned in a Braisa that he could be standing, lying down, he could be sitting, whatever he wants. It doesn't matter exactly how it was specified in the Pasuk. So why by Yibum are we assuming that you need to be standing once here in Korea? Well, I mean, we responded that over there, by Yibum, it doesn't say Vayamud Vayomer. It says Vaomad Vaomar, as opposed to by Yiv, where it says Vayakum. And he stood up. It's more of an uh, active statement. Now, Rabbi Barchama says that we learn Kriya from Vayakum Yiv Vayikra. But who says Yiv was doing that Me'ikra did? Maybe he was just being Machmer. And if you don't, if you're not going to tell me if that, if, if you were going to say that t- standing while tearing Korea is mekaradin, you know what else he did? He also shaved his head. You think that shaving your head is also a, a, a intrinsic chiyuv in avelus? Rather, he learns it from a totally separate separate place by David Amalech. Says by Yakom David by that David stood up before tearing Korea for his son. Maybe David was also just being machmir. And by David, it says that he slept on the ground, and there's a mitzvah. Part of Avelus is Kfiyas Hamita, flipping over our beds. And lying on the floor does not count as Kfiyas Hamita. So we can't be learning out step by step from what David Malach did. The Gemara says, actually, David Malach did flip over his bed. And when it says that he was sleeping on the ground, it was like he was sleeping on the ground. Really, he was sleeping on his overturned bed. Now the Gemara lists a number of Yisure Avelus. Number one, an Avel is Usr, to do Malacha. Number two, Rechitza, number three, Sicha, number four, Tashma Shamita, five, Nila Sasandel, six is learning Torah. It says, Torah, Nevi, Mksuvim, he's not allowed to learn Mishnah, Medrash, Alachas, Talmud, and Agadis. However, what if the whole seaboard needs to hear a shear from him? He is the Magad Shear. So we're not going to stop him. In fact, there's a story where Rabbi Yoisi of Tzipairi's son passed away, and he went into the base Medrash, and he gave his drasha the whole day. Rabbi Barchana also was in Avelis. So he thought maybe, you know, I shouldn't be teaching Torah. And Ovel is not allowed to learn Torah. Well, Rav told him, you know, there's a Mishnah that says that if the Rabbim need you, then we don't stop you. You go and you teach Torah. So he assumed that maybe he was going to go give shir normally with the regular metorgum on the announcer of his shir. But Rav said, no, the Brisa says you get up and you give shir normally, but not with the torgamon. So how is someone who's an Avelis? But they need to hear a shear. How is he supposed to be giving the shear? Well, we learned in a brisa the instructions for an oval giving shear. There's a story with Rabbi Huda Bar Eloi. 
his son passed away, so he was in Avelos, and he went into the base Medrash, and Rav Hanino ben Akavio, Hanani ben Akavio, sat next to him. And Rev Yehuda Bar-Loi whispered the whole shir to Rabbi Hanan ben Akavio, who in turn said it over to the Torgaman, and the Torgaman told it to the rest of the crowd. So he gave shir, but in a shinoi, in an Avelos Dege environment. Now moving on to Elchaz Tefillin in Avelos, the Gemara says that an Avel in the first three days of Avelos is not allowed to wear Tefillin. But starting on the third day, he is allowed to wear Tefillin. If Panam Chadashas comes, if people who were not at the Levayad, people who have not Bin Menachem Avaliyat show up, he does not need to take off his tefillin according to Rebeliezer. Once he's wearing it, he could leave them on. Rabbi Yeshua says a totally different shot. He says that the first two days are Aser, and the second day he's allowed to already wear tefillin. But if someone new shows up, he has to take off his tefillin. Halach Lamaisa, I will get to that in a second. Rav Masna says, why does Rebeliezer hold that you have three days? Because the Pasuk says, Vayitamu Bechi Evil Moshe which sounds like two days. So there were two full days of Avelos. On the third day, he was already allowed to wear tefillin. And Rav Ina says that the reason why Rabbi Yeshua says there's only one full day is already allowed to wear tefillin on the second day is because of the Pasuk in Omos, which says, V'acharisa kiyoim mar. It's one day, the kiyoim, singular. Now, according to Rabbi Yeshua, it does say yemei by Moshe, plural. And he says that Moshe Abenu had an extra strong Avelos. That's why he had a second day where he wasn't allowed to wear tefillin. And according to Eliezer, where it says, Yoim singular, he says, that's the Iker Merira. The main bitterness of the Avelis is the first day, but the second day is also Azur and tefillin. Ula says, what do we do? La We go like Eliezer regarding taking off tefillin, that we don't take it off if Panamachadashos comes, but we go like Rav Yeshua, when it comes to wearing tefillin, that you only wear, you only Azur of, an avil from wearing tefillin the first day. So it's one day of not wearing tefillin, and he can leave it on when Panam Chadashus comes. Now, Eliezer only says that you do not take off your tefillin when Panam Chadashus come on the third day. But why would Ula say, well, how would Ula pass on the second day when Panam Chadashus comes? Right? Eliezer didn't talk about that. Eliezer was only talking about the third day. Well, Ula Paskins, that you would have to take off your tefillin and put them back on even a hundred times. So you would take it off even on the second day. We have a brisa to this liking that says, Yehuda ben Tema holds that an oval can be putting on and taking off his tefillin even a hundred times. Rava paskins differently. This is how we paskin the Misa, that once a person has his tefillin on, once the oval has his tefillin on, no matter who comes, even if it's Pan he does not need to take it off. This is why an oval we passed already on the second day he wears tefillin. He should put it on before inviting in guests because if he didn't, didn't put on tefillin yet and there's a Panam Chadashas there, he wouldn't put on tefillin. Frank the Gemara, wait, Rav is telling me once he's wearing tefillin, he doesn't take it off. I thought Rav was the one who, who held that we don't wear tefillin for the first two days of Avelis. You only get to put it on on the third day. The first three days are the Iker Avelis. And the Gemara says, yes, Rava does say that the Iker Avelis is three days. But when it comes to pushing off a mitzvah, Rava would say, we're not going to push off tefillin more than one day, and he could already put it on on the second day. Now, when it comes to doing melacha, while in Avelis, the Gemara tells us that the first three days are us about melacha, even if the person is an oni, and he'll need to take money from tzedakah. But after three days, he could do melacha bitsina in his house. And a woman is also allowed to do her sewing, whatever melacha she needs to do, but in her house when she's in Avelos. Now, for the first three days of Avelos, the Gemara says 
the Ovel should not go to another base Ovel. But after three days, they can go to another base Ovel, but they should not sit with the other people who are being Menachem Ovel. They should sit together with the other Avelim. The Gemara goes on and tells us that the first three days, it is usher for the Ovel to greet people. But for the last four days of Shiva, they could respond when someone greets them, but they shouldn't initiate Shalom. After seven days, they could have a full Shalom, they can greet and respond. The Gemara asks, wait, the first three days are not allowed to have Sheila Shalom? We have a Brisa that tells us a story where the children of Rabbi Akiva passed away. So all of Klyasrol came to be Masbed, the God Lado. It was a tremendous Hespid. And when they were leaving, Rabbi Akiva got up on a bench, on a big bench, and he said, my, my holy Jewish brothers, listen up. Even if my two sons were Hassanim, the amount of Menucha that you brought here, because of such a cover that you brought, it still would have been a, a Menucha. And you didn't come here to be Menachem just because I'm Akiva. There's lots of Akivas. You came because of the Torah that Rabbi Akiva had. He said, Kol Shekin, that every one of you has double schar. And then he finished his speech by saying, Lechu levatechem l'shalom. He told them Shalom the first three days. Gemara says, yes, the first three days are also be shalom. Over here, Rebekah was different because there was an Indian of Kovid Rabim. So that's why he was able to grant them uh, shalom, even though it was the first three days. But from three to seven days, the Gemara says that you're allowed to respond shalom. You're just not allowed to initiate it. After, after seven days, you could do regular shalom. We learned that if someone finds his friend in Avelos and he's in Shloishim, he's in 30 days, not beyond seven days. He's within 30 days of Avelos. You could talk with him, but you should not ask Shalom. After 30 days, then you could already ask Shalom. And you don't talk about anymore. If his wife passed away and he married a new wife, so he's on a second wife during Shloshim, Tayshus tries to figure out how he can marry a second wife. There's a few different ways just to take care of the kids. He's allowed to marry her, but not be boiled until after 30 days. Then if his second wife is there, they should not go into his house to give him Shalom during Shalom, to give him the, to be Menachem Avel during the Shleishim. If they find him in the Shuk, then they should talk to him in a way that shows a sense of Avelos, so Kovid Roish, speak softly. So, and over there, Rabbi Devar Oven says, he's allowed to ask other people Shalom, because everyone else is in a state of Shalom, but they should not greet him with Shalom, because he is still in the Shleishim of Avelos, he's not in a place of Shalom. I, the fact that he's allowed to respond Shalom, the fact that they are allowed to respond to him shows that he is allowed to greet them with a shalom. Rather, the, the fact that he is allowed to be meshiv, he's allowed to respond shalom to people, that shows that people are giving him shalom. Why are people allowed to give him shalom? Well, that's because they didn't know that he was an Avelos. But again, we learned that from three to seven days, he's allowed to respond. After that, after that he's allowed to have a full conversation. When we say that the first three days, he's not allowed to ask shalom, he's not allowed to initiate, that's true, but he's allowed to tell them that he's an Avelos because they might not know, and that's his response. If someone greets him a shalom, he should not respond. He should say, I'm an Avelos, I can't answer you. But after three days, he doesn't have to let them know that he's an Avelos, and he's allowed to just respond to a greeting. So the first three days, there is no responding at all. He has to tell them, I'm sorry, I can't respond. From three to seven... He doesn't need to do that. If someone says hi to him, he's allowed to respond without shutting them down without, with the Avelos card. We learned that if we find somebody who is an Avelos in the first year, 
you should talk Tanchumim with him. You should not ask him Shalom. But after a year, you could already ask him Shalom. And you don't do Tanchumim after a year. But Menatzad, you could talk to him and say calming things without talking about the mace itself after a year. And Ramirez says, if someone greets his friend after a year, and he starts telling him Tanchumim, it's, a, it's not a nice thing. Why are you being Menachem Oval after a year? That would be like someone who has his, his leg is broken, and it's all healed up, and a doctor says, you should know I'm very good at healing legs. In fact, let me show you how good I am at healing legs. Come, I'll smash your leg, and I'll give you all my fancy potions and lotions, and you'll be all better. It's like, Dude, don't smash my leg. Look, the, shivas, the, the year is over. Don't cut it open just to give me a Tanchumah. The problem is, we just learned that after 30 days, you're already allowed to give Shalom. And here it's saying that you shouldn't until after a year. Gamora says that's not such a kasha. It depends who he is being an oval on. For his father and mother, that you don't, you don't give him a Shalom until after a year. But for other relatives, you could already ask him a Shalom after 30 days. Gamora says in those first 30 days, for one of the other Kroivim, that you could give him Tanchumim Menatzad without mentioning the mace, yeah. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't tell him any tanchumim. It says don't give him regular tanchumim. But menatzad, for shakroivim, you can give a tanchumim menatzad without mentioning the mace after 30 days. But don't bring up the mace after 30 days. That's already like smashing a need and try to fix it. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.